So a couple of things. Church this morning is brought to you by Zach's. <laughs> Never done a plug like that before. Uh, it happens quickly, and, and we should do this in slow motion, I suppose. But you saw Bill and Kay in the commercial. Have you already seen that? Yeah. No. That's Bill and Kay in the Zaxby's commercial. Um, kissing and dancing. I'm not sure if we should have a business meeting after church about this or not. You know, there, were, there was a time when if the minister of music and his wife were on TV dancing. That would have been a big deal, wouldn't it? I don't know what's next. Dancing with the stars for Bill and Kay? I'm not quite sure. Uh, but I just wanted you to, to see that. There are many versions of the story. You've heard it, so I'm not going to tell it. But about the eagles that were raised as turkeys, and they thought they were turkeys, and we've all heard it, so I'm not telling it again. But... It's a story of, well, people that are animals at the time that are confused about their identities. They don't know who they are, and they don't know how to act. Today I'm going to talk about that. Maybe the greatest resolution you can make for the New Year is becoming who God wants you to be. And doing what He created you to do. And there's a lot of confusion in this world. Before we do this any further, Lord, from the youngest in this room to the oldest in this room, you've created us to do things for you. And here we are on a cold day where a lot of people could have stayed home, but here they are. Well, that's a good sign because it means they're connected to you and they want to know and be closer do what you want them to do. So help us to figure that out. Never let our identity be stolen. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. There are identity theft commercials. That's a new uh, phrase, I suppose, in the past decade or so. That with the crime, people, anybody ever had their identity stolen in here? Okay, uh, several. That's interesting. That has Maybe you have an insurance policy to protect you from identity theft. But it's really not new. It's as old as man. Genesis 3 tells the story of Adam and Eve created for fellowship with God and well their birthright was stolen if you will. Because of the devil. About the devil, the first part of John chapter 10 verse 10 says this. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. So as he did to Adam and Eve, that's what he wants to do to you, to me. To steal our identities, our closeness with God. Satan would love to steal our peace, and our happiness, and our joy, and our families, and our future. Not too long ago, we did a study on the full armor of God from Ephesians 6. And that's why we did it. Because, well, Satan steals, but God gives Satan lies and God tells us the truth and Satan attacks us and God protects us. And we need that protection. In getting ready for today and the weeks ahead, this verse really jumped out in the Ephesians chapter 2 verse 10. And it says this about us. For we are God's masterpiece. He created us new in Christ Jesus so we can do the good things He planned for us long ago. 
So in that, I believe that means God has a plan for your life, for all of our lives. And would it also be true that Satan has a plan for our lives? Another path to take us down. And I have to believe, because we have a sovereign God, that includes all lives. This week on the news, we have some timely examples that you have feelings about. You've likely seen the four from Chicago that held a young man hostage and tortured him and posted it on the internet. Jordan Hill and Tesfaye Cooper and Brittany Covington and Tanisha Covington are all in custody. And there's a good chance you have strong feelings about anybody with strong feelings about yeah you've got some strong feelings about that friday a shooter esteban santiago killed five and wounded six at the fort lauderdale airport and there's a good chance you've got strong feelings about that too i think a lady from atlanta was killed and a man from Atlanta injured in that. So let me ask you this question. Were Jordan and Tesfaye and Brittany and Tanisha and Esteban, were they all created for good works? Your heads are doing different things, but mostly they're saying, yeah, they were. I believe they were just like you and just like me. But their identity has been stolen. And as a result of that, of the thief winning, then these horrible consequences are occurring in our society all too often. A familiar Old Testament story, you know it well, it's about our friend Samson. I'm going to begin reading in Judges chapter 13. The Israelites did evil in the Lord's sight, so the Lord handed them over to the Philistines who oppressed them for 40 years. In those days, a man named Manoah from the tribe of Dan lived in the town of Zorah. His wife was unable to become pregnant. They had no children. And the angel of the Lord appeared to Manoah's wife and said, even though you've been able to have children, you'll soon become pregnant and give birth to a son. So be careful. You must not drink wine or any other alcoholic drink, nor eat any forbidden food. You'll become pregnant and give birth to a son. His hair must never be cut, for he will be dedicated to God as a Nazarite from birth. He'll begin to rescue Israel from the Philistines. So the mother is told by an angel that she's going to have one and it's going to be special, this son. So she runs and tells her husband, which you would do, verse 6. She says, the man of God appeared to me. He looked like one of God's angels. Terrifying to see. I didn't ask where he was from. He didn't tell me his name, but he told me you'll become pregnant and give birth to a son. You must not drink wine or any other alcoholic drink or eat any forbidden food. For your son will be dedicated to God as a Nazarite from the moment of his birth until the day of his death. And then Manoah prayed to the Lord saying, Lord, please let the man of God come back to us again and give us more instructions about the son who is to be born. You know what verse 8 really means, don't you? 
it's not fair that she got to see this. I need to see this too. When he was told that she wasn't supposed to have strong drink, he was wondering if she'd been in the strong drink. He wanted some confirmation. That's what that prayer is about. And knowing how we are, God answered Noah's prayer. And the angel of God, verse 9, appeared once again to his wife, and she was sitting in the field. But her husband, Noah, was not with her. So she quickly ran and told her husband, the man who appeared to me the other day is here again. Manoah ran back with his wife and asked, Are you the man who spoke to my wife the other day? Yes, he replied, I am. And then Manoah started to believe. Manoah asked him, when your, words, when your words come true, what kind of rules should govern the boy's life and work? The angel of the Lord replied, Be sure your wife follows the instructions I gave her. She must not eat grapes or raisins, drink wine or any alcoholic drink or eat any forbidden food. Then Manoah said to the angel of the Lord, Please stay here until we can prepare a young goat for you to eat. I will stay, the angel of the Lord replied, but I will not eat anything. However, you may prepare a burnt offering as a sacrifice to the Lord. Manoah didn't realize it was an angel of the Lord. Then Manoah asked the angel of the Lord, What is your name? For when all this comes true, we want to honor you. Why do you ask my name? The angel of the Lord replied, It's too wonderful for you to understand. Then Manoah took the young goat, and the grain offering and offered it on a rock as a sacrifice to the Lord. And as Manoah and his wife watched, the Lord did an amazing thing. As a flame of the altar shot up towards the sky, the angel of the Lord ascended into the fire. When Manoah and his wife saw this, they fell with their faces to the ground. The angel did not appear again to Manoah and his wife. Manoah finally realized it was the angel of the Lord. And he said to his wife, we will certainly die for we have seen God. But his wife said, if the Lord were going to kill us, he wouldn't have accepted our burnt offering and grain offering. He wouldn't have appeared to us and told us this wonderful thing and done these miracles. When her son was born, she named him Samson. And the Lord blessed him as he grew up. The Spirit of the Lord began to stir him when he lived in Manahadan, which is located between the towns of Zorah and Eshtar. So that's the beginning of Samson. It's pretty exciting and then you read the rest of the story. Well, his identity was stolen, wasn't it? It really was. God had great plans for Samson, created for good works. The name Samson means sunshine. That's what it means. We read he was to be a Nazarite. You can read more about that in Numbers chapter 6. Set aside for good work. Now, you probably know that Samson grew to be a great warrior did some great things. But he also, well, he grew to be disobedient. We had a, a woman problem. One in particular named Delilah. That if you have a Tom Jones album, you've heard much about that. <laughs> but Judges chapter 16 tells the story of Samson and the way he lived. You know the story. The Philistines bribe Delilah to find out where his strength comes from. He tells her story after story that's not true and finally after so much he tells her the truth that it's his hair. So as he sleeps she cuts his hair and the Philistines come and get him. And he can't fight back because he's too weak. They gouge his eyes out. Now sunshine is in darkness. 
They took him to Gaza and bound him with bronze chains and forced him to grind grain in prison. Samson's identity was stolen. At the end of the story of Delilah, there's some tragic words in the last part of Judges 16.20 that you need to see. And it says, if we can get Jeannie to verse 20, there it is. And she cried out, Samson, the Philistines have come to capture you. When he woke up, he thought, I'll do as before. I'll shake myself free. But he didn't and realized that the Lord had left him. His identity was stolen. And so here's a pertinent question. How do we stop this from happening to us? What can we do to keep this from happening in our lives? Well, I guess an obvious start is don't have any friends named Delilah. That might be good. But after that, what do we do? You know, as I thought about that, and I thought about who would be here today in this weather, it's a good chance we're all Christians in this place today. It's a good chance. So you already know what to do. We stay in God's Word. We have an active prayer life. We always put on the full armor of God. And that's what we need to do. This has been a long introduction to a series that we begin next Sunday. We're going to talk about having God in control of all of our lives and all of our senses. Do you remember the song that you sang in the nursery or in primary classes if you grew up in church? Be careful little eyes what you see. Be careful, little eyes, what you see. The Father up above is looking down in love. Is that right? Be careful, little eyes, what you see. Anybody know that besides me? A lot of people. Okay. And so you sing through, be careful, little ears, what you hear. Little tongue, what you say. Little hands, what you do. Little feet, where you go. Okay, something like that. If we're going to protect ourselves, we're going to have to be careful about everything we see with our eyes and hear with our ears and touch with our hands and smell with our nose and taste with our mouths. I, I think from my public education at St. Springs High School, I got the five senses wrong. But if we're not going to be hijacked, if we're not going to allow an opening, for us to be attacked. Samson allowed an opening by doing things he never should have done. And he was attacked. We have to be careful with everything we see and hear and touch and smell and taste. Going back to the names of the Chicago Four and the shooter in Florida, Jordan Hill, 18, and Tess Faye Cooper, 18, and Brittany Covington, 18, and Tanisha Covington, 24, and Esteban Santiago, I think he was 26. There's no telling in their lifetimes leading to this what they saw and what they heard and what, who they listened to and what they would touch and smells from their life and the things they would taste. 
there's no telling their path. We know our path. And when we heard the news, we had strong feelings like and strong conversations, right? And then, after all of that is over, and all of those emotions hit me, and I think that, well, they were created for good works, I have a different feeling for them, and for the world around me. And I want to be careful with what I do, so I don't lose my identity. So happy to be here. And it's my prayer for all of us that we become who Christ created us to be more than ever. And it doesn't matter how old you are or how young you are. He still has something for you if you're still breathing. Let's pray for that.